Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday. Thanks for being here. So we're talking about overtrading a little bit. And, uh, you know, this led to some nice conversations with some folks, very insightful stuff. And so it occurs to me that many of you who might be trading are at a certain FCM introducing broker or broker dealer. And they are, you know, custody of your cash and of your assets, right? And you know, this whole online brokerage aspect where you're signing up for a certain style of trading, you get a platform, you get certain degrees of leverage, you're open to certain markets, this and that. It's all great. It's really democratized trading and has spread it out and put the power in your mouse or your hotkeys or whatever you want to call it. Um, however, that in and of itself, there's always trade-offs. Right, And it's not a personalized situation. And what I'm saying is, of course, you can program your mouse or your hotkeys to do whatever you want them to do if you need certain levels of sophistication. Um, but the personalization, I mean, is I doubt, and there might be two of you, but I doubt that any of you know who's on the other side of your trade. And I don't mean your contra broker or the contra party that's given you the cash for stuff that you're selling or giving you the shares for what you're purchasing, right? Or even is lending when you're selling short. What I'm talking about is who is on your team at your clearing member. Because if you're just entering into the interface, your orders, your stops, your markets, your limits, whatever it is that you're doing, you don't know who's who's there doing it for you. It's likely being done by a machine. So let's take an example of, of overtrading and have the machine talk back to you. Another trade today, seriously, when you don't have that human interaction to stop you in your tracks, to give you a moment of pause when you're in struggle or when you are not knowing what you're doing, you have no barrier. You have no one on your team to kind of help you sit back and say, listen, you're over trading or you're trading too big and you want to take a moment of pause and put some thought into what you're doing as opposed to getting stuck in this cycle of fear of missing out because everyone else is doing well and you're starting to believe your Twitter feed as being gospel and you're it's inducing you to do stupid things that you don't have any control over because your emotions are running your system. And I mean, they're running your system anyway, but the emotions that you feel now are not tied into any strategic plan that you know has a positive expected value. So that's very different, right? This is where your emotions are affecting your judgment for bad outcomes because you're not really in control. Now, if you can imagine the, uh, having to call the order in, right? And p someone's going to pick up the phone and you got to enter an order. For those of you that are doing dozens or more trades every day, what do you think they would say back to you? If you're going to be objective. Well, if they spoke back to me, M Michael, I would just change accounts. Oh, well, that serves you well. That's smart. Pull a geographic. Got it. What would they say, though, if you were going to have a friend who was going to give you tough love and speak to you frankly? You've put on all these trades. You've paid $1,000 today in commission, and you have either net losses or 200 in gains. Like, how does that work for you? Right? Because you have to understand the way that things are built today. And you look at your clearing member. Um, they know what the math is from a casino standpoint. They know from their own marketing 
and their activity, what their return on assets are, meaning your money and their accounts, how much you turn them over and what they can count on in terms of fees and commissions, right? So on some level, they are still working against you, even though they give you great facility to add or remove risk to your portfolio. So when you think about it, that everyone is trying to kill you, if you blow up, they will simply replace you. Yes, there'll be a marketing cost, but it doesn't matter because tomorrow, it's just like journalism now. There's no, uh, everyone's editorializing, right? No, there's no who, what, when, where, why, and how, just give me the straight facts. It's always got to be tainted with some language that's going to instill some anger because no one's going to share it if it doesn't get anyone angry. In the broker-dealer space, they don't care about you. And I'm not saying that they're evil or that they're doing anything unethical, but you are just a number. And no one's going to be there, right? Can you imagine me running a broker-dealer and saying, okay, you can't trade anything other than $20? No one would sign up, but it would be the best thing for most people. Right? Margin. If the account was coming through six months of drawdown and someone was still levered between 150, um, you know, to 200% of their capital, their margin would be cut off because they have no business trading <laughs> greater than 100% when they're in that type of a drawdown. Unless, of course, there's a rare instance where someone had back tested a model where they were trading 200% of their deposit. And taking it home with them, and it was a you know a professional trader. It's a different story. Most people though don't have that because they're too cheap, or they're not willing to do the work, or they don't fully understand that testing one name at a time doesn't really serve you when you can't test it at the portfolio level. I.e., what do you do when you have several names working at the same time, right? How does that affect your assets under management, right? And then what does it do when you market to the market at night and you come back the next day or the following Monday? with open positions. So I have a lot of empathy for people because at the same time that it's become very easy for people to just wire and transfer money over, open up accounts, you got apps and this and that, which seem to be somewhat reliable, but just as unreliable when you need the most, who's got your back there? The answer is nobody. You have to have your own back, which is why you have to have a strong inner voice and you have to understand that sometimes you just have to take a moment of pause and say, let me really investigate what I'm doing here and why am I doing it, right? We talked about the emotional intelligence of not what people are saying, but why are they saying it? That is more important to me than the what, than the actual language. What's their motivation? So you can take that type of ethos and look at it from a trading standpoint and say, what needs are being served here for people? Besides fear and greed, you can gain a lot of insight and that can help you evolve your trading strategy, which you can either do by hand, of course, or you can do with a simulator. Either one's valid. But you have to be careful because no one has your back and your job is to play superior defense. I don't necessarily agree that the winners take care of themselves, especially if you're cauterizing winners at the end of the day just because we're coming into the closing bell. I think that's put you at a disadvantage. And if you had a broker-dealer who would email you or speak with you or pick up the phone and call you and say, hey, you're struggling, you're doing too many trades, you're making us rich, but your account's not growing, I'd probably fall off my chair if that phone call ever happened. And if you have someone like that, then that's a person that you're sending, you know, you don't want to spend a lot of time with because they have a lot of integrity and they're out for your well, your well-being. But that's not the world that we live in. And unfortunately, 
it's all up to you. Everything that you endeavor through Wall Street proper, whether it's futures, options, commodities, interbank currencies, this and that, uh, it's all really up to you. And no one, no one's going to step up and help you. Really, you need, uh, as the old TV commercials say, you, you know, it's like having an uncle in the carpet business. You need someone who's going to advocate for you in how you run your business from an operational standpoint. Because for the majority of you listening, I was going to say watching, you are on your own. And that can be, it can be a lonely place for sure, right? But on the other hand, who's there to give you a moment of pause when you need to take a time out? When all of a sudden your trading style is not amenable with what the market's giving you. So just be conscious of this because if you get caught up, that's when you know you might want to take a time out, take a couple of days off and say, what, is, what am I doing? What needs am I serving here? Am I really trying to be a capitalist or am I going on stronger emotions that really have nothing to do with growing my account per se, but have emotional needs that I need a daily win or, and I need to win on this particular name? Because now you're starting to diverge from what the path should be. And I'm not judging anybody, right? Because there's a difference between being a judge and using my judgment. And that's the latter here. The judgment is that if you don't know what you're doing and you're constantly smashing your mouse or your hotkeys to be in trades, but you don't know exactly why, then you might want to pull out a journal or call a friend or talk to them about what your process is, but also talk to them. Forget about the entries. All that stuff is irrelevant. You have to talk about the needs that it serves in your head. What emotions are being served by your activity? Anywho, any questions, you can reach out to me because I'll help you. I'll help point you in the right direction. Now, forget the fact that this is every day and it's also free. You can subscribe or not. What you can do is get a free copy of the Inner Voice Trading audiobook. Go to martinchronicle.com. Thank you for being here and I will see you tomorrow.